Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back. Bill Michael's show continues on on this Friday edition as we now have Big Ten football back. And uh, so glad to have it back. And we're going to talk about that coming up here momentarily. This portion of the program brought to you by good friends over there at Quick Trip, reminding you they've got uh, food just like mom would make. You can uh, go there, grab it, take it home, heat and eat, and you're good to go. So when you say what's for dinner tonight, when you sit down, you hunker down, you want to watch that Badger game, how about some beef stroganoff or maybe some fettuccine with chicken or you got something like uh, turkey, gravy, stuffing, all that kind of good stuff. Good hearty meals from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Uh, let's bring him in now. Uh, our good buddy Ebo from the Joe and Ebo Show out there in the on the zone in Madison. Uh, uh, that's 96.7 FM, 1670 AM. Good affiliate. Great people out there. And uh, we should be at the red zone. We should be there on Regent. We should be tailgating, but we're not. But we'll still talk about it. Ebo, how you been, buddy? Bill, I'm. Uh, it's a little bittersweet, right? I mean, we didn't think we'd get Big Ten football back, but here we are. You know, on the it's, it's upcoming at seven o'clock, right? But usually, I'd have a Bloody Mary in my hand and a beer, Correct. and I'd be downtown, and we'd be, you know, maybe having a good time, Bill, downtown on Regent Street. It's been robbed. It's been ripped away from us. Uh, let me. What What is? Because I know they're putting out all the different uh, warnings. Don't gather. Don't tailgate. You know. So, what is it like out there in Madison right now? Bill, it is um, – Madison's a little different than everywhere else in Wisconsin. I think we all kind of know that, right? It's, yes, yes. It's very – it's like you're kind of walking on eggshells in Madison. I don't care to walk on eggshells. But if you go downtown, to Re- or downtown on Regent Street, uh, some bars are open. It's 25% capacity. It's first come, first serve in sub-establishment, six to a table. You have to have masks on at all time, and yada, 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 that stuff. But some places are selling tables for $150. So you got to wow. plop down 150 bones just for you and, you know, five of your friends. So, you know, 25 a piece, whatever. And then you don't get anything with that. Just the right to have the table to kind of have that game day experience. I'm just going to hang out in the garage with one of my buddies and watch the game. What are you doing? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i doing the same. I've got an event tonight. I'm going there until uh, 7 o'clock. And then after that, 
Uh, I've got uh, the wagon wheel downstairs. The bar is ready to go. I've got three TVs all set up. I'm going to watch a little baseball on one. I'm going to watch the Badgers on the other, and I'm going to imbibe until uh, I feel really, really good. So, Bill, uh, that I'm sounds gonna, awesome, no. man. Hey, real quick, can I ask you who you're yeah. rooting for in uh, the World Series? I'm going with the Rays just because I love my guy G-Man Joy, former Brewer. I, I just like the Rays just because they're a great story and they prove that you can win without spending $200 million. You know, I mean, I, that's that's the reason I'm going in that direction. But let's be honest, the, the Dodgers have spent a ton of money for many, many years, and they continue to get there, and we all know money wins. And if yeah. money does, if money doesn't win every year, money win most year, most years, and every now and then the little guy will get one. So I'm kind of hoping the little guy gets one. Not to mention, let's be honest, Tampa Bay plays in an absolutely craptastic stadium with hardly any fans <laughs> that really give a damn. The, the Lightning just won the, the Stanley Cup, so it's it's Tampa Bay's time maybe to you know suck a little juice off the rest of the state or off the rest of the nation, oh, so yeah. to speak. So I'm, I'm not a I'm Cali guy either. I don't really identify with the LA lifestyle, Bill. So give me the Tampa Bay Rays, baby. Let's go. Yep, absolutely. Hey, uh, so this 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 Badger team with Graham Mertz and the new era, um, everybody wanted to see him last year at some point. Now you get a chance to see him up close and personal. What are you hearing? What are you expecting out of Graham Mertz in this contest? You know, Graham Mertz certainly has all the intangibles. This is the biggest recruit the Wisconsin Badgers have ever had. I mean, the debut of Russell Wilson in 2011, the Graham Mertz, this, this is pales in comparison to Russell Wilson. I mean, Graham Mertz, the, the stage is set for that next, quarterback to take Wisconsin to the next level. I've always, you know, I got my Bucky hoodie on right now. I'm excited for the team. Graham Mertz is that guy I think that can take the Badgers, in my opinion, who straddle that tier one, tier two line when it comes to college football. And I'm hoping Graham Mertz can like kick open the door for tier one and say, hey, we're here. We've arrived. Because we've always had the good running backs. We've always had the good defense. Always had the good offensive line. It's always seemed like that quarterback, we've never had to take us over the hump especially in the years of college football playoffs, right? I think Graham Mertz can be that guy, and my God, in the press conferences, he sounds confident. He's winning the trust of his teammates. We saw that video of him bombing it down the field to Danny Davis a couple weeks ago. There's a freshman wide receiver, Chimray DK, that is uh, you know, emerging as well that everyone's ranting and raving about. Graham Mertz certainly has uh, the locker room by everything that I can, and my sports director, Zach Halpern, who have you on the show, who you have on the show as well. I think right. Graham Mertz, the, he's oozing confidence, and you can just hear it. So let's see it happen tonight on the field, right? Well, that's the question. Are they going to be able to have this vertical game? How good do you think the wideouts are going to be to be able to actually, one, uh, get down the field, and two, get open? Yeah, uh, this is crazy, Bill. So the wide receivers, right? Quintez Cephas last year, an absolute beast for the Wisconsin Badgers. Quintez Cephas had 901 yards receiving with Jack Cohen. The rest of the wide receiving group last year, had 885 yards combined. Mm-hmm. So that's insane. So who's going to step up? I mean, it's a lot of experience there. you got Danny Davis highlighted with Kendrick Pryor as well. And then I just brought up the name Jim Ray DK, who's uh, got huge football IQ and playmaking ability. He's got that burner, got that speed. Graham that's Mertz what I was going to say. Weapons. He's a speed guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Graham Mertz has the weapons, Bill. Um, they just have to put it together, obviously. And I was talking to, on the morning show today. It's like, who's got the more expectations on their shoulder? Is it Graham Mertz or is it the Wisconsin running backs? Jonathan Taylor, for three years, statistically the greatest college football running back ever in FBS. Nakia Watson, Garrett Groshek, you know, Garendo. Then you got Jalen Berger, Davis. How are they going to step up and fill the shoes of Jonathan Taylor? I think that's a huge thing to watch, too. 
The uh, They always seem to churn out a running back that comes out and bursts onto the scene, and then you say, okay, I didn't expect this, but they've always been good, and mainly for the fact that they've always had a good offensive line to run through. To me, is is, is twofold. Can the offensive line protect, give Graham Mertz uh, a little extra time to throw, allow him to absorb things because he's going to get his first look at big time? Uh, you know, Now he's going up against a guy like Lovey Smith, who really loves to defend against the pass. But yeah. in addition to that, the offensive line, can they, one, protect, and two, can they open up enough holes to really make this run game viable so Graham Mertz doesn't have to be the guy right away? Right, that's the thing. And that, that Illinois, I mean, they were phenomenal at takeaways last year. They had 28 turnovers last year. That was tied for fourth best in the country. And if you go back to that, oh, I hate to bring it up because it just makes me sick thinking about it, that Illinois game last year, you know, the mm-hmm. interception and the two fumbles and just back-breaking moments. That's the one thing that Illinois is really good at is ball hawking, is getting the ball on the ground from the running backs. And that brings up to Lovey Smith. What do we know about the Chicago Bears when Lovey Smith was there? Jay Cutler was smoking cigarettes and the defense was taking away balls, right? They always had a good defense. I, uh, I want to flip gears and I want to go over to the Packers real quick. Uh, what are your expectations coming out of this weekend as the Packers head down to Houston to take on the Texans? Bill, I'm feeling like a Wild West shootout down in Houston at high noon, man. I got like the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly theme song running through my head right now. <laughs> um, what, what's going to happen? I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. Deshaun Watson is a gamer, dude. He can play some ball. Uh, is they, have you heard any news on David Bakhtiari? Is he going to be playing? Have you? Heard I don't think yet? he's playing, no. I haven't seen anything regarding practice today, but I don't think he's playing. Yeah, I think that hopefully Aaron Rodgers didn't run around, but you know JJ Watt's was scared. I heard you guys talking about if JJ Watt would come to the Packers and whatnot. That'd be, I think that'd be kind of cool. I think there's going to be um, hopefully the Packers can establish a run game that way Aaron Rodgers can get up there and um, and and you know hit the wide receivers that he has outside of Devontae Adams. I think it's going to be a shootout. I have a higher scoring game. I just hope that well Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. Uh, in all the the pressers I've been watching, a pissed off Aaron right. Rodgers is a good Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to be high scoring. I hope the defense can do something because the defense for the Packers right now, they're like quarterback pressures. They had over three, I think it was like 360 something last year, something like that. They're on pace right now for half, like 150 something. That's that's not good. I think it's going to be a shootout. Defense defense kind of scares me a bit, but I think Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. Is going to get it done. I don't know why, but I think it's going to be like a 35-17, 35-21 type of game. Um, I just think the Packers are offensively coming to play in this one. Hey, i got to ask you, with the money lines being what they are, you got any, uh, got any uh, green down on the games tonight? <laughs> oh, man. I, so, uh, I saw the line open up for the Badgers at 23-and-a-half. My jaw hit the floor. And then uh, it went all the way down to 18-and-a-half. Bill, I am a Badger homer. I have no problem saying that. I took it at 18-and-a-half, the Badgers to cover. Now, there's a lot of question marks with this team. So I wouldn't, I'm not recommending people run to the window or go down to the Dubuque you know, to make a, a bet or something. I took it just because I got an itch. And with the start of the Big Ten season, I can finally scratch it, Bill. As much as I wanted to take that money line, I, watching them turn the ball over and, and have issues with uh, Illinois last year and starting Graham Mertz, it, it's hard for me to take the money line of 18, 18 yeah, and a half. You know I, what I mean? I, I feel you. I hear you. But the homer, the homer in me came out, though, Bill. I just I had to do it. I had to do it. Yeah. I, 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 I picked the Badgers to win. But I had to take the money line the opposite direction. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, dude. There's so many so. questions around. Um, I hope Graham Birds can just sling it all over the field. And real quick, not, not bad news maybe before it comes to my money line, is uh, was it the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, I think, reported that Nakia Watson 
and Isaac Garendo are a little nicked up. So yeah. I think Garrett Groshek is going to be the one getting that starting position for the Badgers at running back. Well, we'll cross our fingers that it all works out tonight and the Badgers walk away with a win and look good doing it. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Tell the wife we said hi, and we will chat again soon. And hopefully we're tailgating at some point or another when this when this thing breaks and we can finally go out and do some things again, okay? You got it, Bill. Hey, did I see a picture of a, of a lady wearing some snakeskin boots? Aren't those your boots, Bill? Yeah, they're not mine, but yes, you did. Oh, yes, I you did. I thought I saw you wearing those one time. Never mind, though. No, they weren't mine. That was back in the old days of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, buddy. Bill, <laughs> hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. Always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, pal. Talk to you later. There you go. That's our good buddy Ebo, co-host of the Joe and Ebo Show, 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, The Zone out in Madison, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Yeah, when that when that money line came out at 23, I went, whoa, wait a minute, what? And then when uh, Mertz is going to be the guy, then it started getting bet down a little more, a little more. I just, man, it's so tough to me for me to take uh, a win right away like that, that 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 big of a blowout. So, uh, so yeah, I put a few dollars down. But I still think the Badgers are going to win the ballgame. Uh, anyway, he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com, looking for a new team to trade a team or just looking for a job in general. Uh, call our friends at Schneider, and they can help you out. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. When we come back, we were talking about the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, Mike Pettin. We're talking about scheming things, doing things differently. You're going to hear it in his own words. That is next on The Bill Michael Show. Border to Border, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. glad you are with us this portion of the program brought to you by good friends over at new mail medical i was over there the other day and uh, i was talking to the guys and they say yeah you know we get quite a few people that come in and say that uh, they heard it on the program which is fantastic i'm glad uh, the advertising for them works uh and he said every guy that comes over almost asks the same thing did, did bill really lose the weight does he use this you know that type of thing yes yes and it was funny because i was leaving there and there was a gentleman going in and you know he kind of Looked at me twice because I got the mask on, you know. And uh, he passed by and then he said, you know, are you? And I'm, yeah. And so we were sitting there talking for just a second. And uh, he, a lot of the same thing, you know. Just look at the mood. You know, the mood of our uh, our situation right now can get you down. Then when you're staying at home, you're not doing anything. You're not getting out. You're not going to the gym. Unless you're taking walks, walking the dog, grabbing a friend and doing brisk walks around the block, going for a run, heading to a, a you know, heading to an area to where you can maybe jog around a track or something. I mean, who knows? That type of thing, right? So, anyway, long story short, uh, he ended up going to New Mail Medical, and uh, more and more should do it. I- I've said this for a while now. When you talk about New Mail Medical and talk about the ability to get better at mental clarity, better mood, better stamina, that's the uh, that's kind of the, L- uh, the low-T treatments. But if you're looking for just the all-in-one weight loss program and you want to jumpstart a new you, and that's, your project is you then by all means, go ahead and give that a shot as well. You know, give that a shot uh, by all means. And, and just call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. And if uh, things at uh, home in the bedroom aren't 
nearly as good as they should be, then you can uh, call them there as well. And, uh, again, call them, 414-455-4451. The defensive coordinator of your Green Bay Packers, Mike Pettin, the one thing that this defense has not been good at this season, statistically, other than just getting sacks to the quarterback, has been the inability to get consistent turnovers. And he talks about the defense needing to have a focus to create turnovers. It's been disappointing. And one of the reasons it's disappointing is because we're doing a much better job of attacking the football. And we've had a bunch close, which accounts for nothing. But it's it's encouraging to see the progression we've made, but equally discouraging that we, that we don't have the results. I mean, interception-wise, I mean, we've we've had some drops. We get those opportunities. We've got to take advantage of them. We have seen that happen. Jair Alexander, a couple of times, where it hits you in the hands or in the numbers, you have got to to take advantage of it. I mean, that's that's the difference between sometimes winning a ball game and losing a ball game, or at least giving your uh, offense an opportunity to get you back into a ball game. So uh, he's right that they have had opportunities, but it just hasn't come to pass. Now, uh, the other statistic is, as we've talked about, the the inability to get the quarterback consistently. So he talks about the lack, lack of pressure on the opposing quarterbacks. For a variety of circumstances, from a call standpoint, we were less aggressive because of the opponent or, or because of some some matchup things we wanted to make sure that uh, we were okay with. So just looking at that as well, you'd like to be able to pressure more. So you hope the circumstances of the games allow us to do it. But um, again, that's not something we're going to chase either and say, listen, we're just going to we're just going to call them just to, just for the sake of calling. And uh, when it goes into being aggressive, when you make the calls and you call for things like blitzes or different types of packages that you can get to the quarterback with you know he says hey look a lot of factors go into being very aggressive with your pressures and everything just needs to be better when we do bring pressure we do bring five or five or more that we need to be effective that's maybe one of the reasons that that sticks out because just going back and looking because when we do the you know self-scout i'll take a quick peek each week but then also go back and when we, when we had the buy and just from a percentage of you know bringing five or more it was almost dead on what the last two years were just we haven't been good enough at it and that's on me that's on us as a coaching staff to get it right and uh, last but not least then uh, Mike Pettin gets into the discussion when it comes to uh, the uh, you know the the takeaways, the sacks, the pressures, all that kind of stuff. You just you know, there's no magic bullet here. It's not like Reggie White's walking through the door. It's there, there isn't. He said you just got to stick with it. You got to continue to try to work towards takeaways and changing the momentum of a ball game. It's a cliche. It's frustrating to say, hey, listen, it's you know there, it, it's going to come, but we, we just keep pounding away, doing your job, and and, and hopefully that you know the ball will will, uh, will come our way. But I, I just think we have the guys that can do it. We proved it last year, but it's it's something that if if we want to get to where we want to go to, that we need to hold up our end and get the ball away from the opponent. So there you go. That was Mike Penn, the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. Hey, don't forget as well, coming up this weekend, this Sunday, immediately following Houston and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we're going to have the Green and Gold postgame show. So if you're not listening to us, on, if it doesn't come through on one of these network stations, make sure you tune in, uh, whether it's the Radio.com app or you find us uh, you know, on the Internet, whatever it happens to be, go to uh, the Radio.com app, and you can download it and take us anywhere, by the way. That's the best way, really way to do it. But Gary Ellerson and I, the former Packer and Badger running back, uh, and I break it down. We take your calls, your reaction. Uh, we give you our analysis, and uh, we take a look, a good hard look, at this football team after each and every game. So that's the Green and Gold postgame show coming up on many of these same stations and on the Radio.com app right after Green Bay and Houston. Mark writes, my three keys to the victory are, one, drink the way I normally drink because it's superstition. 
I usually have three beers before the game, one in the first quarter, two in the second quarter, maybe one at half, and I don't drink the rest of the game. I usually grill something, and then I have dinner. I sit down and enjoy myself and watch a Packers victory. I will stick with tradition. I apologize. Last week, my wife made me go to our mother's house (laughs) to fix her toilet. I was not at home to do my traditional. Therefore, the Packers lost. I will never let her forget it. So you're telling me the Packers lost because you had to go fix the crapper. All right, we're good to go. Well, this week, then you stay. You know what? If I'm a neighbor and I'm a Packers fan, I am making sure that you stay put uh, on game day. You have your nor- – how many beers is that? So you got a beer, three of them ahead of the game, one per quarter, and then a couple at half. Okay, well, you're five, six bags, five, six beers into the bag, so you're you're all right, you know, especially if you're eating dinner later and you're staying at home. You know, all right, six-pack for a game. Go for it. Maybe one of those victory beers might not be bad if the Packers get the win. You know, then again, if the toilet worked, maybe you would take a victory. Well, I don't want to go there. Anyway, that being said, I you know what? Yes, uh, to Jason who said, hey, you didn't do any grilling on the smoker last week. Are you doing it this week? Yes, I want to do it on Sunday. I have not done it in a while. I apologize. I am heading to Robert's Specialty Meats this weekend. I've got to get something. I, I've been missing the Al Capone roast. I have not had that in a while. And I hear the commercials that I do for it every now and then in my ear and I start to salivate. So, yes, I, uh, I'm i going to head down to Robert's. I'm going to get the Al Capone roast. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to get. I saw a keto recipe yesterday for uh, cauliflower. And I did that last night. And I really kind of enjoyed it. It was like a teriyaki cauliflower. You can do it with buffalo sauce as well. But I did that. And it's, it's relatively healthy, although it is a cruciferous vegetable. And you know what that means. Yeah, you can have your own uh, version of NASA and liftoff and everything uh, just sitting there on your couch. Yeah, that's what they do to you. It's like cabbage. Same thing. Anyway, uh, but yes, I'm going to be doing something this weekend. So hopefully the weather holds out. It's not nasty. I can do that and maybe do a little video or something like that. But uh, but I'm going to be uh, having some fun and anticipating this, this contest. So not going down to Houston. It's, you know, on one hand it's been the, the whole – pandemic and and covid has been an absolute nightmare okay i miss a lot of friends i miss gatherings i miss being able to do what i would normally do i mean like tonight i mean i'd be heading down to stanny's to watch the badger game or i'd be going out to camp randall and covering the badger game but I, i i miss not doing that i miss you know like tonight the world series is on you can go down but it's not the same atmosphere you know what i mean um and but it is getting out of the house but it's robbed us of that but I got to admit, being able to kind of crash at home and just hang with the dogs and build a fire and do a little grilling and and then going on the air afterwards and tweeting and and talking to all of you, it's just it's a different dynamic. We've learned to communicate in a different way. Uh, but I, there, there's an enjoy factor there, and, and I do enjoy it. I do, like I said, I'll be doing some more video, uh, Facebook Live stuff next week from the wagon wheel, and uh, I, I I enjoy it. And it's a different way to interact, but it's still nothing beats actual facial communication, um, arguing in a bar, talking sports, you know, sharing ideas. It just nothing beats that. And I hope as a society we can get back to that sooner rather than later, because I, I really think we need that. We, we need social interaction. So uh, as much as I enjoy being at home and doing the grilling and stuff and doing the videos, I really miss hanging out with you. And uh, we've done it so often and so much. And like the Thursday night show, not being in a bar, not being out, you know, high-fiving, sharing opinions, 
a few beverages or what have you. I, I, I really do. I miss that so much. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk to Chris Raybon, the senior editor of the Action Network. Let's talk some spreads, shall we? Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Epoxy Flooring Company. Epoxy Flooring done right. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Sean and the gang, not only can they do your floor tremendously, as they have done it here at the house, but in addition to that, he needs help because they are really busy. And people are doing more and more home projects and home improvement projects because they want to beautify their home and add value to their home or their business or their industrial. So, therefore, he's been really, really busy and needs some help. If you're looking for a job, man, call Sean over there. Go to Epoxy Flooring Done Right. That is Epoxy Flooring Done Right. And uh, see if he doesn't have a position for you. Maybe get out there and do a little, even if it's a part-time job. You know, get out there and do a little epoxying, man. Make a little extra money along the side. Christmas coming right around the corner. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. We're going to talk some betting coming up next to the Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. We are glad you are with us. Talking a little betting, some odds, getting into it. Uh, we got baseball coming up tonight, the World Series Game 3. Don't forget Big Ten football kicks off tonight. The Badgers hosting Illinois this evening out of Camp Randall. And then you've got the NFL coming up this weekend. And to talk more about the lines and uh, some of the uh, some of the bets and where the money's going, our good buddy Chris Raybon from the Action Network now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Chris, how you doing, man? How's it going, Bill? I'm doing well. I want to start out with some of the bad uh, because we saw a two bad teams last night end up with a pretty exciting game before it was all said and done. And one of the bads out of the same division is the Cowboys and uh, Washington. And this is a, uh, you know, now it's I think it's a uh, the Cowboys giving three in this contest, even though Andy Dalton did not look good in his debut and they keep turning the ball over. Uh, but the world seems to think money-wise anyway that the Cowboys are still it. But give me the money line on this thing. Yeah, so, of course, Dallas coming off the, the really bad game. Andy Dalton struggles with pressure. Uh, they have not covered yet, and so uh, we're still seeing the public looking for that first against the spread victory, 62% of the bet, 67, uh, 57% of the money, excuse me, on Dallas. So, uh, usually you will see teams that have struggled against the spread, uh, especially at a historic rate like this, uh, cover because the books continue to kind of move the line in the other direction. So uh, you're seeing people back the Cowboys here. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, then you've got the other game of bad teams, and that's the Lions, who I think are going to end up firing their coach at the se- at the end of the season. The Falcons, who have already fired their coach, the Lions – uh, uh, what are they giving to or no getting to in this contest just for the fact that probably because they're on the road, but the Falcons, I, I don't, this is a craptastic game, but because the money line's so marginal and the money I believe is pretty close when it, you talk about the split, nobody really, this is kind of a flip them, right? Yeah. We've seen this line kind of jump around between, you know, one and two and a half. The Falcons are currently favored by two and a half Detroit getting, 53% uh, of the bets, but only 47% uh, 
of the money now. So it's, it's a relatively even split, but a little more money uh, than not on Atlanta. Then you've got the Bills, who are on the road taking on the New York Jets. Now, I find this interesting only for the Jets. They stink, and they're a bad football team. They don't have a win to their name. But they have a way to fight within the ability to cover. Uh, the Bills giving up 10 points in this one. It was as much as, uh, I believe, like 11.5 or 12 at one point. Uh, give me the lowdown of where the Bills stand right now against the Jets. Yeah, it opened at 10. It's actually moved up to 11.5. It got it all the way up to about 13.5. But, uh, again, you know, these teams that haven't covered in the Jets, like the Cowboys, uh, are also 0-6 against, uh, yeah, against the spread. And so 63% of the public is backing Buffalo, but uh, only 51% of the money. So uh, there's a little bit of a discrepancy here with about uh, 10% more of the money than the bets coming in on the Jets, uh, you know, kind of betting on them covering eventually, uh, you, you would think, you would think. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. Uh, the, the the Saints are hosting the Panthers. Uh, it's about a seven and a half point spread, Saints, Saints giving it. But when I checked the money, the money was in favor of the Saints, but the percentage of money via betters was going to the Panthers. Explain explain what's going on there and what people are thinking. Yeah, it's actually the reverse. So the, the Panthers are getting uh, a large percent of the money. So the Panthers, Panthers are getting, are getting the money. Seven, right. Okay, yeah. there you go. The Panthers are getting 73% of the money, even though 56% of the bets uh, have come in on New Orleans. So uh, this is a spot where – you're looking at a divisional road underdog. These games tend to be a little tighter than you would think. Uh, and so you're usually going to see the bigger coming in on most of, of the underdogs in a given week. Uh, and, and it's no different here. I think Carolina can be competitive. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, familiar with the Saints. So it could be a, a tight game. Really good game. You've got to the Steelers and the Titans, both teams undefeated, playing in Tennessee. It's a one-and-a-half point spread at this point. Let's talk about that one. I, I'm really excited about this one. I think it's a, a great matchup. Two teams that have played kind of bad uh, competition so far, but uh, I, I thought the Titans were not really going to attract that much action. But even though the bets are pretty much split 50-50, 86% of the money is on the Titans. The Steelers opened as one-and-a-half-point favorites, and now the Titans are one-and-a-half-point favorites. So that line has moved uh, quite a bit. Uh, some big money coming in on Tennessee. I was going to say the money has been basically pouring in on Tennessee at a, at a at a major rate. Why are so many people taking? Has there been something that people have noticed that maybe the Steelers they don't feel they're that good, or because of the point and a half, or what? I think that the opener was a little off. To be honest with you, sometimes that happens. The Steelers, uh, yes, they they're five and zero, just like the Titans. But uh, remember that. They have played four straight home games. This is their first road game after four straight home games. The Titans are on their third straight home game. Uh, and the Steelers are bottom five in uh, early down success rate on offense, both rushing and passing. They've kind of been living uh, dangerously off a lot of those big plays, especially from Chase Claypool, but they haven't been as consistent on offense as you would think. And this Titans offense, on the other hand, uh, even going against a great defense like the Steelers, uh, you would expect them to score. So I think it was more of a natural correction from a bad opening line uh, than, you know, something happening like news-wise uh, or anything like that, although we could see a Dory Jackson back uh, for Tennessee. 
Speaking of news, uh, the uh, Oakland Raiders may be without their entire starting offensive line, depending on what happens here and how the testing goes. Uh, as COVID has hit the Raiders organization, how much, if at all, has it changed the line when they go to face the Buccaneers? They were moved off of Sunday night for fear of canceling or postponing this game. But uh, how much has that line moved because of the Raiders situation? It's moved about a point and a half. And I actually took the Bucks at two and a half before the O-line was out just when uh, Trent Brown was announced because I think he's the key piece to that offensive line. And uh, with him out, this could really be disastrous because Derek Carr was playing really well. Uh, but, you know, without the, the line, you know, it's going to be tough to, 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 you know, have time for him. And remember, the Raiders kind of go as Josh Jacobs goes as well. And the Bucks are the top run defense in the league. So uh, you are seeing, you know, the public is, is on Tampa Bay. 64% of the bets, but even more money, 76%, which is uh, usually rare for, you know, a road favorite. So it kind of tells you something that the uh, the, the bigger bettors are, are on Tampa Bay here. So it's, it's moved about a point and a half. Uh, one of the bigger games, by the way, we're talking with Chris Raybon on the Action Network. One of the bigger game, bigger games coming up this weekend. Seahawks are going to Arizona. The C- Arizona has been an up and coming team. I don't know if they're ready to fly just yet, but nevertheless, uh, I still think the Cardinals are good. You got the Seahawks coming in there undefeated. They pick up Snacks Harrison. There's now talk about the possibility of bringing in Antonio Brown in the next couple of weeks. But that's a team that's been getting it done through the air, more so with Russell Wilson than anything. Talk about the spread there and who's uh, placing the percentages of money. Yeah, the Seahawks are uh, another one of these uh, road favorites that uh, is actually getting big money. 61% of the bets, but 86% of the money is on Seattle. And uh, usually when you have a team like Seattle – um, you know, going on the road as a favorite. So they're, you know, they're, just, they're the superior team, but they're coming off a bye, which Seattle is. Uh, it's a very favorable spot. Road favorites off a bye, 63 and 28. That's a 69% hit rate against the spread going back to 2003. Then you got the Bears on Monday night and the Rams. I'm interested to watch this game. It's uh, not the easiest thing in the world to go out to the West Coast and still play a Monday night game. The Bears getting seven at one point on this one. I think it's been bet down either five and a half or six. But uh, let's talk about the betting on that contest. The public is pretty split. Fifty-four percent of the money on LA. Uh, excuse me, of the bets on LA. Sixty-one percent of the money. Uh, so slightly in favor of LA. But uh, I think the, the the better bet in this game is going to be under on the total. It's at forty-five. It's already been bet down two points. Sixty-nine percent of the bets. 90% of the money is on the under, and these are two of the slowest-paced teams uh, in the first half of game. So uh, if this one gets out to an ugly start, uh, it probably won't go over. Why does Vegas not believe in the Bears? <laughs> well, you know, they've had, a, they've had a, a kind of string of improbable victories earlier in the year. You know, they, they got lucky on that DeAndre Swift drop against the Detroit Lions. They got lucky to be playing that disaster of a Falcon team that was, you know, collapsing, you know, making a habit of collapsing uh, with Dan Quinn. So uh, a couple of their victories didn't re- don't really stand up. And then you also have the game where, you know, Tom Brady forgets what down it is and there's, there's a fumble, there's a missed call. So the Bears have been kind of gritting these, one, these ones out by the skin of their teeth. Uh, that's not to say they're not a, a solid team, but, uh, you know, going on, going on the road to L.A. here, uh, in a game where you have a, a good coach on the other sh- side as well, and Sean McVay, 
uh, you're, you're going to see a spread like that. But uh, uh, they could very well keep it tight because, remember, the Rams, uh, they've all their victories have come against the NFC East, which we know is not a very good division. So uh, this one could be tight. Then you've got the Packers on the road taking on the Texans. It looked last I checked like um, 95% of America believes the Packers are going to come out with a vengeance and, and pour this one on because they were, what, three-and-a-half-point favorites, I think, in this contest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Packers are always one of the more heavily bet public teams. I think last week was uh, actually a great week to fade them, but a lot of people didn't. So you, you, I think you do see some, some buyback there from people that got burned last week. Uh, but this is a great matchup for Green Bay. You know, Aaron Rodgers, the one issue he's had is he doesn't have many receivers. So teams that can get pressure and, like the Bucks and, and cover well, uh, he's going to struggle like San Francisco last year. Uh, but uh, here we have 68% of the bets and 98% of the money on the Green wow. Bay Packers. So uh, I, it's looking pretty good. I would expect them to play a lot better. I think, uh, you know, just to, you know, I know you guys are, are big covering the Packers here, so I'll just you know, let you guys know that anytime you see Aaron Rodgers going to face a defense uh, that can pressure, uh, especially without having to blitz, remember, you only really have Devontae as great as he is. It's just he, he struggles in those spots, and it's usually the time to, to fade him. But this is – then you it's a great spot to buy back next week if he's not in a tough matchup. Going back over his whole career, Aaron Rodgers off a loss the week before – 61% against the spread. And if he failed to cover the week before, uh, 66% against the spread in the, in the next game. So always a great bounce back uh, quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Great stuff as always. Appreciate it. And we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, Bill. Take care. Appreciate it. There you go. Chris Raybon of the Action Network uh, giving us some of the odds and some of the reasons why you should put your money down in certain particular uh, directions, we'll say, when it comes to betting and all the games coming up in the NFL this weekend. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. When we come back, I had mentioned it before. COVID has reared its ugly head. We'll talk about it next on the Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Texans. Sunday at NRG Stadium, kickoff at noon. At 1 and 5, the Texans may be looking to rebuild and trade some veterans for future draft picks. Former Packer wide receiver Randall Cobb was asked if he ever could have imagined being traded by the Texans after just signing last spring. I don't think it was anything that I could have ever imagined. Whenever I signed here, Coach O'Brien was going into his seventh, eighth year here. Uh, he, he's built a foundation here. And having playoff runs, I, I could have never imagined that things would would be sitting at 1-5 and, and he wouldn't be our head coach right now. It's just, it's just this league and crazier things happen in this business since I've been in it. I bought a house here, so I planned on being here for the long haul. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. In Green Bay with Alan Lazard still out for the next several weeks, will the Packers make a move at wide receiver before the trading deadline a week from next Tuesday? Matt LaFleur. I think they're still outside of Devontae. There's still a lot of young players there that are, you know, are progressing and we need them to continue to get better each and every day. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
Welcome back. We continue on on this Friday. Uh, some good news out of the Raiders organization. The latest batch of COVID-19 tests all came back negative, and their game scheduled for Sunday against Tampa Bay is on for now. Now, the Raiders did place a couple of players on the COVID-19 list uh, following their positive test earlier in the week, and they put five more players on the list because of high risk and or close contact. Now, a person familiar with the organization states that all the players have now tested negative in the results they got back this morning. So now we'll wait and see what actually happens there. But, uh, you know, obviously the NFL doesn't release these numbers, so the person doing so, speaking on the condition of anonymity. Now the NFL did move the Raiders game against the Buccaneers from primetime on Sunday to an afternoon game, just in case that game could not be played. But the person says that uh, they still plan on playing the game on Sunday unless the situation should change, meaning unless there's positive tests, even though the Raiders won't have any starting offensive linemen at practice at all this week. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Raiders do. But uh, but nevertheless, I guess good news for the Raiders and good news for the league. They're going to be able to play that contest. Hey, uh, if you're cruising around out there, you're looking around right now and you see some of that corn that's high and maybe you're seeing some combines roll through the fields and they're picking it up and shooting it into the trucks, and that is corn. That is for ethanol. And if you're cruising around, you understand that uh, when we buy ethanol, whether it's unleaded 88 or E85, put it in our car from a, a quick trip or a Jets or something, that helps the farmers out. God knows the farmers need some help. We're getting a lot of rain and a lot of inclement weather right now. We could have used more rain during the summer, especially during the late July, early August mix. But we're doing everything we can to help the farmers. What we've learned during this pandemic is try to support local, and you can kind of complete the circle if you purchase unleaded 88 or E85. Get all the facts at abetterfuel.org. Brought to you by the Wisconsin Biofuels Association. But go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. More of the Bill Michaels Show up next. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.